Hi everyone,、uh, welcome to my podcast. My name is David, and I'm an MSW student at UC Berkeley.、Um, in each episode, I'll be talking about social work,、uh, graduate school, productivity, or self-care, and I hope that you get a better sense of what social workers do, and ultimately consider social work as a career.、Um, this is a very hard but fulfilling profession, and Call me biased, but I love what I do. I love social work. So let's begin. So in today's episode, I want to talk about self-care, and I want to talk about self-care in the workplace during COVID nineteen as a social worker.、Um, right now. During COVID nineteen and with flu season coming up, there's a lot of things that people are going through. Right, people are scared, people are nervous, people are anxious, people are being extra cautious when it comes to PPE and mindfulness、uh, and. Just staying, staying、uh, balanced right now in the workplace and their personal lives. I get it, right? It's a lot to be juggling right now. We have to take care of our mental health as well, and at the same time, too, we're in a setting where we're working with. People who are high risk,、uh, people who bring into the agency a lot of、uh, trauma, a lot of frustrations with the service delivery right now, which is slower than usual. It's it's a lot of baggage, right? That. That they、uh, that they are carrying, and so our clients are stressed, just like us, and our clients are overwhelmed, just like us. We're we're all human beings at the end of the day, right? We all feel similar emotions right now during COVID. But what happens if? You notice in the workplace, microaggressions, displacements, and unexpected tensions, right? That is directed towards you, and you may be asking yourself, "Well, where is it coming from?" Right? I don't see the I don't know what's going on, right? You don't have the context to understand it. You just feel it, you sense it, and you notice it, right? So, as a social worker, how I would respond to these issues is to remember a couple of things, right? Number one, remember your values, right? 
remember the code of ethics, the NASW code of ethics, yes. But also remember who you are as a person, right? What you bring to the table as a social worker, right? So for me, I don't go to work to start problems with people, right? I, that's just not, that's just silly, right? I don't do that. That's not part of my MO. That's, that's not why I'm in the agency to start S with people, right? I don't, I don't do that, right? So that's one value that I clearly identify, right? As, as an integral part of me. Uh, another value that I hold dear to is helping people in a trauma-informed way and a person-centered way, especially right now during COVID, right? When things are slow, you want to respond compassionately and, uh, and do it in a way that's trauma-informed, right? That's very straightforward, right? Um, that's rooted within my lived experiences of getting services and also what I think is the ethical decision to make right now during COVID-19. And so with those values in mind, right, it guides my practice, right? It guides my professionalism as a social worker, right? So whenever I notice things out of the ordinary from coworkers that is heading in my direction, my focus is to respond in a trauma-informed way, right? So how would that look like, right? Um, it's a good question, right? So we could do some role play here and I'll give you a sense of what it looks like, right? So let's say, for example, right, you are angry at me and you're slapping a label on something that I did, right? Called it disrespectful, right? And I'm not sure where you're coming from. I just hear the word disrespectful, right? Yeah, I get it. It's how you feel, right? And I'm also noticing too that your senses, your feelings are very um, heightened right now, right? And so in my head, as I'm processing all this, this is how I would respond. I would say, something like, so I'm noticing right now that there's a lot of tension between you and I right now. I'm not sure where it's coming from. I want you to know that I care. And so I think the best way for us to talk about this is in private, right? This right here, we're talking in a public setting, right? This is more of a conversation that is uh, that deserves privacy so that you can fully express yourself. I want you to know that I care about you. I want to hear what you have to say. And I want to respond in a trauma-informed way. And so when you're ready, you could let me know when's a good time to talk to you and we'll continue the conversation, right? So instead of responding to that pressure during the moment, right, and absorbing uh, 
someone else's feelings as your own and therefore becomes like vicarious trauma, what I would do is detach myself, right, from their feelings and remember how I'm feeling during that moment, right? And I would also set boundaries as well because if you're feeling pressure to respond to something, chances are you don't need to respond to it right away, right? It's like a used car salesman trying to sell you something and pressuring you to buy buy the car, right? Well, you don't need to buy it right away, right? So there's no need to um, take out your credit card or start writing the check, right? So in this case, there's no need to respond to heightened emotions with more heightened emotions, right? I think the solution here is to respond in a trauma-informed way. And when you do that, you're also giving yourself and the other person uh, feeling the tension an opportunity to reflect on what happened so that when there is an opportunity to talk about it, we could have a constructive conversation, right? And And so it's... It's about being, it's about self-awareness, right? It's about being aware of the situation at hand, but also acknowledging the feelings that others are going through as well as your own feelings and having your personal values guide you in the process to make the right decision, right? But sometimes though, unfortunately, there's just no opportunities to talk to the other person for some reason. Sometimes people just shut down the conversation, right? They don't want to continue talking. They just want to vent and explode on you, right? So in those moments, I want you to know that it's not your fault, right? That they are feeling the way that they're feeling. I want you to know that, especially at a time like COVID, that you're not the reason why they're feeling that way, right? It's something bigger than us. It's COVID, right? And so it's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to just document it, right? If it come, if it gets to a point where you just feel like you responded in a professional way and it's not being received by the by the other person, you just have to document it, right? And if it becomes a pattern, then that's when you raise awareness of it with your supervisor so that you can get their help in figuring out the appropriate intervention for the situation, right? So there is just a lot of nuances right now during COVID. Let's, let's be very clear and upfront about that, right? There's a lot of things we can't control, but what we could control, though, is our reactions, our behaviors, and our responses to the hostility, the tension, the stress, the anxiety, the depression that's out there right now during COVID, right? I want you to know that there will be a solution 
to these issues that come up and it's not about you, right? It's about noticing it and responding to it in a way that is professional and asking for help if needed from your superiors in order to practice self-care productively at work. So with that said, thank you again for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you next time. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye.